Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today, we have a terrific twosome for you in the studio. Catherine, her purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. So here are my questions for you today. When was the last time you did nothing? I mean, actually gave yourself permission to do nothing or as little as possible and enjoyed it, or at least didn't feel guilty about doing nothing. Doing nothing often leads to the very best of something. That's the incomparable Winnie the Pooh, right? That's Winnie the Pooh. If Winnie the Pooh says doing doing nothing is something you should be doing, then I think you should take a listen. And one other quote for you, life is about balance. You don't always need to be getting stuff done. Sometimes it's perfectly okay and absolutely necessary to shut down, kick back, and do nothing. That's Lori DeShane. Catherine, I work with clients who are in the midst of managing careers generally. They are often a little burnt out doing what they're doing and want to make a change. (laughs) And when I suggest that as part of the process and part of you know taking them from where they are to where they want to be self care has to be a part of that and the suggestion that they do nothing is frequently the reaction is that they need to be doing something otherwise they feel like they are moving backwards they are shirking their duties somehow And I don't know who put that idea in our head. I don't know if it's Madison Avenue or Wall Street or parents or I, you know, I don't know where that comes from. And it's true. It's been the case that women in particular, you know, are doing things for everyone else and always seem to be putting ourselves on the back burner. And when I tell my clients that they have to take care of themselves first. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. 
it's always, always met with pushback. And I think the good news or the part that I love is watching that evolution of them going from a place where I can't do that to now I can't imagine my life without the self-care component, right? And I'm lucky if in the beginning, or they're lucky if in the beginning, self-care at least included some exercise, right? Or at least included healthy nutrition. And as someone who's in that space, right, you are in the business of helping people take care of themselves, to to focus on self-care. And as important as nutrition and movement is, still taking it down to the studs where occasionally you just do nothing, right? Or you turn off all the distractions, you turn off all the, the noise and just go in. And I know that's something that you do. I know all five of us at various times have done that. And you guys particularly love going to the beach and just going and, right, just being there as part of self-care. So where are you in any of this? And let's hear some opening thoughts from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, my sister, Whitney. I loved those quotes that you opened with super, super powerful. Whitney the Pooh, man, that beautiful bear just spits out some wisdom. I love some of these quotes that come out of Winnie the Pooh. Let me tell you, you know, and there's so much to unpack here. So much to unpack on all of the things that you mentioned, Whitney. And so, you know, I will first say that, you know, my intelligence and experience around this topic comes from my own personal experience and journey of self-care, which, you know, sometimes I completely rock it and it's like number one. And I'm like, all like, all feeling like, you know, balanced as Whitney used that word. So like figuring out if that's, (laughs) what that is, but say the word balance that Whitney used, you know, where it's like self-care is definitely, I'm crushing it. It's at the top. And then there's other times. And I would say I would be in a season more of the self-cares on the lower part of the list where right now my season is, you know, I need to slow down to get further ahead. That is another quote in a book that I own. And it is literally, that's the quote, slow down to get further ahead. And so I go through seasons of like, I'm either last on the list or, you know, or maybe it's not last. It's like fitting it in when I, when I, when my Mm -hmm. story is, I can get it in, which is usually last, or it's either top of the list. It's like first thing it's done. And, you know, and so, you know, where, you know, I'm at, currently with my business fit district, you know, we're in the phase of like, there's so much to do. It requires a ton of attention on different areas of 
the business because we just concluded our construction project. And now it's like, what are all the problems to fix to get us where we can open? And, you know, right now it's where we can just have some really great training and developmental experiences for our team on co- to co- be even more cohesive. So it's like a lot of requirement of attention and, you know, days have gone from like, you know, 15, 16 to like 18, 19, 20 hours a day. Cause it's like, you know, all the different things. And that's just where we're at. And I know that's going to shift as well. But, it, but my point is I just share all that to say I have been last on the list and I'm feeling, and I actually just got off the phone with one of a dear friend and mentor. And part of his message was, you know, getting out of the weeds and being able to think again and create and just having some time to talk to my trusted network on some of the the things I'm dealing with and to just slow down to get further ahead. And so, you know, maybe that is my balance right now. It's like, it's too lean to one side where I'm like almost too much self um, carrying it up and just kidding on that. I I think self-care, you know, is always a beautiful thing, but I'm like hitting my reading every day. I'm hitting my journaling every day. I'm working out every morning. You know, I'm meditating every day. I'm eating my, I'm drinking my green things every day and my smoothies and I'm eating, you know, healthy. I'm like, all the points, you know, and I'm doing all of the emotional, you know, all the personal development and growth work. And like, that's what I mean, like hitting all that, right? Like first thing and it's like, yeah, you know, so you like, it's very on that edge. And then now it's like very much where it's like getting it in when I can. And I think also in our day to day is also an opportunity. Like self-care is also how we handle things in the day-to-day. It may be confronting somebody on things where there's misalignment or friction. Like that is self-care because when we hold stuff in, right, that hurts our being, right? So like self-care is also like not always just working out and journaling and eating. And it's often sometimes how we're showing up that's going to make us feel proud and feel in alignment with our soul. I think self-care is a big part of like alignment and soul. So it's also like, let's also acknowledge the things that we do do even in our work or in our personal where we're doing things that really is for care for us, but it's not necessarily like working out or massages or meditation or things like that. Right. So, absolutely. you know, also giving some grace in what it really even looks like. So absolutely. My point is, Yeah. So the point is, is like speaking on this, you know, a lot to unpack. And certainly, you know, as you mentioned with Fit District, Fit District is a place for people to be able to take care of themselves, their bodies, their mind, their spirits, and, you know, food, filling up on delicious foods, moving their body through empowering fitness experiences and having a community of belonging and like-mindedness and empowerment, right? So making this these essential parts of self-care convenient in one place to make it simpler for people to achieve that, right? With these things that I know work to help contribute to taking care of, our, of ourselves and going out and having and and getting the things that we want in life that we desire the most. And, and so, 
you know, my journey is around that like self-care personal. And then also the business, you know, is around a place of like self-care and making it, it's simple for people. And I love our topic of just really intentionally like doing nothing because what's been really cool to play with in our opening of a fit district has been, we put together an instructor immersion for, you know, we've come, we've hired experienced instructors as our foundation and we've created this, you know, as part of our training and development, you know, we created an immersion um, is what we're calling it, an instructor immersion. And part of the immersion, I've been taking uh, the instructors through a process that, you know, I got great inspiration from Tony Robbins, a, a similar to his priming process. I made a few tweaks and kind of made it made it our own for the space that we're being in, but really where we're slowing down and we're doing a group, you know, meditative visualization exercise and some breathing, you know, a big part of what our instructors have been sharing coming out of that process has been, man, it just feels good to slow down. I've been telling myself, like, I need to do things like this every day to just like slow down and either meditate or just visualize. And, you know, it's like, yeah, like we all like must do this. And what's really amazing is when we do slow down and, and, and I'm talking slowing down and this is advice to me right now can be literally setting your timer on your phone for two minutes and just either laying there or sitting there in like a meditative way, stance or, or seat, not stance, seat, seat, or just laying there sort of in a meditative way. Often I'll put my hand on my heart or my belly, if I'm laying there and I just sort of tune into my breathing or in more of a comfortable chair where, you know, my eyes are closed and my hands are either palms up or palms down on my top of my legs, right? Comfortable breathing pattern there too. And just two minutes of like silence. And there has been studies shown that just doing that creates more creation, creative juices. We just recently did a show on imagination, the power of imagination gets stronger, just slowing down creative solutions come, you know? And so like just slowing down, set your timer two minutes to see what comes up, right? And intentionally keeping your mind clear and because, and what comes out of that, what thoughts just come out of that from slowing down it was a powerful message just doing this exercise recently and, you know, studies that have shown now just those couple minutes of slowing down and clearing our minds, doing nothing, the brain power, the creation power that creates. Absolutely. You, you said so many things that sparked so many thoughts and I was feverishly taking notes. So I was actually doing something. <laughs> But I think one of the important things that you said was about seasons, right? We are in and moving through seasons of our lives and our seasons have seasons, right? And so when we talk about balance, it is not that everything needs to be equal. And I'm pretty sure we've said this in other episodes over the last couple of years, right? It, this is not 
a discussion about everything needs to be equal and you need to give equal time to different things in your life. You, This is more about flowing with what is happening, but also recognizing that you cannot go 100 miles an hour forever, right? If you, we can use the analogy of a car. The faster you go in a car, the faster you burn through the gas, right? And so if you think of yourself as a car, a you know, high-performance car or just an ordinary car, it doesn't really matter. Or even now an electric car. The more things that you are doing in the car, running the radio or the satellite system, right? The air conditioner or the heater The more you're doing that, the more your foot is on the gas, the quicker you are burning through the energy source of that vehicle, whether it's gasoline or electricity, right? Your battery. And you've got to get to a point where you have to stop in order to refuel. There's going to come a point in time when it's absolutely necessary. And if you think about anything else that is in your life, man-made, mechanical, all things come to a point at which they either break down, need to be serviced, or replaced, right? And for us to think that we are any different than that or any different than creation, if you look at the animal world, There are seasons in which some animals are sleeping, right? Bears hibernate for a season. Other animals, they procreate only during certain times of the year. They are resting more during maybe hot seasons. They hunt for their food. That food lasts a particular amount of time and they don't have to hunt again, right? So they're, they're, is a time for doing, and then there is a time for rest and recovery. And somehow we live in a society that has said that we need to go, go, go all the time. And the problem is we can't go, go, go all the time and be efficient and effective and in alignment with our souls if we don't ever take the time to connect, reconnect with our souls, right? So I want to talk about real quick, seven types of rest. And one of them sort of involves this this concept here. So there's physical rest. And I think when people think of getting rest and relaxation, mostly they're thinking, physical, right? That that doing nothing means doing nothing with their body. And to a large degree, that's true. There are some physical things that you can do that can be helpful in restoring, replenishing yoga, getting a massage, uh, things like that. But just as important is a mental, taking a mental break where, and, you know, I had this the other day, I just did a Ragnar race, a short Ragnar, it's called the Ragnar Sprint. It was 65-ish 
miles from start to finish. There were six of us taking turns. It's a relay race, taking turns, right? But in the process, you are up and moving basically the entire time. So it was a full day event. When I got home on Saturday, no, Friday night after the race, I couldn't shut it off, right? I was physically exhausted. I was mentally exhausted, but for whatever reason, I couldn't exactly get to sleep. Uh, And it took a while to bring that down. And so I mentioned that because often we'll be physically tired and mentally and, and or emotionally tired, but somehow that doesn't translate to our ability to get good rest. So Friday night was was challenging. Saturday was much easier. And then Sunday after the race, the Sunday after the race, I pretty much did absolutely nothing. And it wasn't in anticipation of today's episode. It was just that I had finally gotten to a place where all the the components, the physical, the mental, emotional, were finally ready to really do nothing. And I felt absolutely no guilt as a part of that. And I never feel guilt. I will say in the beginning, I used to be one of those people that felt like I needed to be doing something. If I wasn't doing something, I felt guilty about it. I have gotten over that. And a lot of that had to do with the change in my life after my son passed, which is, you know, I pay much closer attention to my needs in every aspect because life is short and feeling guilty, spending any amount of time and energy feeling guilty about things to me just doesn't make any sense. You mentioned this creative. One of the benefits of doing nothing is that it allows our mind, it allows us to come back with a refreshed mind, right? And when we can not have all the stuff, like filling our brains and taking up energy, the creative side of us can show up, right? It's very hard to brainstorm and to think of creative solutions to things when you're tired, mentally, physically, or emotionally. I think we need a spiritual break, a spiritual rest. One of the things that happened in the the Ragdar van is someone pulled up an article about something and a conversation ensued. And one of the responses was, people spend too much time wrapped up in other people's drama. Right. And so we need to give ourselves a break from that. We need to be connected spiritually to our higher power. We need to be connected to ourselves. We need to connect with other people. We are created for connection, but we don't need to be wrapped up in other people's lives and dramas in such a way that we lose our connection to ourselves. Right. And you mentioned meditation, very important for helping us to get reconnected spiritually, but we need to take a break from that. Emotional rest, not being someone who says yes to absolutely everything. 
right? We don't need to say yes to everything. So setting boundaries and protecting our energy is a way of getting an emotional rest, right? Sort of disconnecting from saying yes to everything and allowing ourselves to say no to things that drain us. Socially, there are times when we need to be with people. But if if you feel a need, and I'm an introvert, so I am actually refreshed and replenished my energy from being alone. I love being around people and I love being around particularly the people I love being around. But even them, even the people that I love, sometimes I'm just like, I just need to be away from you and be by myself so that I can replenish and refresh. And then this is the one that I think is really the biggest challenge for people right now is our sensory overload, right? We've got devices at our fingertips. The history of the world is right in the palm of our hand. All the entertainment, all the distraction we can possibly imagine uh, really exists right in the palm of our hand. And doing nothing has to include disconnecting from that sensory uh, component. And again, it's a, it, all of this is about establishing boundaries. And so the more we can do that and you do these seven types of rest, Maybe it's all seven at once. Maybe it is, you know, some combination of them, right? At some point, though, you have to get to a place where you say, today, I'm going to plan some time, whether, like you said, it's two minutes or it ends up being two days, right? A few years ago, I did what we called a silent retreat. The whole church did this activity. We did these silent retreats where the goal was to not talk, not watch TV, not listen to the radio podcast, any of those things. Reading was allowed, but I chose not to read. I had a pen in my journal for two days. And that's it. And it was about getting to a place where I could listen. So here's the, 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 the really interesting thing is that we are not connected to self. We are not connected really to our higher power and we can't listen because we have all this noise going on. Right. And until we can bring down the noise to tamp down the noise, we can't really be in touch with our intuition and our what we say here, our higher good. Right. What's for our best and highest? How can you know that if you are not if you're not listening? And if you're not feeling and you can't do that with all the distractions, all the noise that's going on around us. So, you know, whether it's two minutes or of silence, and I love that, 
right? That's something that you can do every single day. Set your your phone and a timer. I actually have a Fitbit and it has a one of the apps on the Fitbit is exactly that. It's two minutes. You cover the face of the Fitbit and you don't move for two minutes. And it provides some feedback in the end. Uh, if your heart rate comes down, right? And then you get to input a little note about how you felt in that. So again, whether it's two minutes, two days, two weeks, whatever, making the time to intentionally do nothing has so many benefits for you. And so what can you do in that time? Well, you can daydream, right? You can journal. My favorite, take a nap. <laughs> you could take a nap. You could color going out for a walk, right? And while some of these are active, anything that you do where it's not in pursuit of an agenda is the way I would look at doing nothing, right? You're not trying to do something. You're not trying to get a goal. You're not trying to accomplish something. And going for a walk for no reason is not the same thing as going out for a walk for exercise, right? There are two different things. And so you're going out for a walk for no reason is meandering. It's a little slow. You're observing, right? Maybe you even smell the roses while you're out walking. Don't go out intentionally looking to smell roses, but as you walk up upon some flowers, be open to whatever that is. And just without your phone, without music, with right, none of that, so that your brain can actually take a break, that you can tap into all the things that that Catherine mentioned in terms of your creativity and I love that. And for all of our type A's that are out there freaking out right now with this little bit of feedback, it's okay. Take a deep breath. Right. You are probably giving yourself one of the biggest gifts. Your body, it your mind, body, spirit, it's still it's still working and accomplishing something. Right. And I have a lot of type A-ness in me as well. I live in the DC area. It's a very go, 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 go type A uh, culture, right? In the DC area. It's very fast. It's very like goal oriented, a lot of different things. You You know, like there's the politics here, right? Obviously in DC, but it's a very business E area, Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses and a lot of that fastness, right? And so like I do also want to just use something you said earlier, Whitney, is so powerful. And this could be a show. And you brought up the guilt of not doing. Because you, we are still doing. Listen, even when that two minutes of just silence, efficiency, creativity, imagination, intelligence, all these things are being refueled and recovered inside of you. So things are still going down type A's out there, including myself. (laughs) Um, That is an excellent point. An excellent point. There's a benefit to it, right? So yeah, yeah. there is a benefit. It is still an intentional 
practice. It's still an intentional thing on your list to do. It's just, it's not like your work or whatever, the kids get picked up or this, this, and the other thing. It's, you know, for you, right? It's the for you tasks to get done. And then the guilt is really something to pay attention to. This was something big for me, big. Like this guilt around not doing, like being able to just sit on my couch, which I love to just come home and just like flop down on my couch for a minute because it's so comfy and it's just like an, ah, it's like in my space, like light a candle. It's just something very like comforting for me to do. And so I really deal with a lot of guilt around that because meanwhile, I also work from home a lot. My house, like, you know, I'm dedicating a lot of, lot of hours a day to my business and not necessarily to housekeeping things and things like that. So like literally there's always something to do, whether it's professional or like personally or a project or whatever. And it's like, it's like, there's that voice. It's like, what the F do you think you're doing? Just sitting here. You've got so much to do this, this, and this look around you, this, this, and this needs to happen at work. It's like, no, it's okay to do this. This is good. It's okay. Like really like it's a dance, like, and you must dip, dig in a little deeper. Like, why is this so guilt ridden for me? I know where it comes from for me. You know, it, it goes way back, you know, like always ha- like keeping busy doing things, da, 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 chores, da, you know, grades uh, and like not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But when there's a guilt around something that you really feel is just good for your soul in this moment and like turn it, you got to learn to work on turning it off because you're rejuvenating to be your best self for everyone else, as Whitney mentioned earlier and a couple minutes a day. You know, Tony says this, if you, Tony Robbins, if you don't have a few minutes a day, you don't have 30 minutes to your life. You don't, for you, you don't have a life, right? This is coming from like the master at self mastery, self care, the master at personal development and, you know, like getting the results we want in life. This is coming from the master. If you don't have 20 minutes, you don't have a life, right? And so like, anyway, I just wanted to share that because that's something we could dig into even in a show Mm -hmm. with me is around like this guilt of just stillness, this guilt around self-care, you know, and like really digging into that with our five, our fabulous effing five sisters, because we have other amazing coaches and things and more time because we're coming up on our time wrapping for the day, but just If there's any takeaway from today for you, it's digging into journaling around it, digging into the why around guilt you may feel for just taking time for you. I love that. I would agree with that. I, what I would like to like you to take away from this is that and Catherine just said this, there's always going to be something, right? There's always going to be something. There's always going to be a reason not to take two minutes for yourself, let alone 20 minutes. There's always going to be something. There's always a laundry list of things that you could be doing. 
one of the things I've been working with my clients on is this concept of scheduling priorities as opposed to scheduling the to-do, right? And learning the art of delegation. So some of the things that are on your to-do list, first of all, someone else can do. And we have to learn to let go of being in control all the time and letting other people do some things and allowing them to do it in a way that's not the way we would do it, which is why we take on women, right? We, we, we hold on to a lot of things. We want to be in control. We want it done our way instead of just accepting that it's done is enough, right? That the laundry gets done. I have friends who have children that they still do their children. Your children are old enough to do their own laundry, right? And so for all the things that are on your list, what could someone else be doing? Whether it's children, and husbands, it helps your children grow. Sorry and it to jump helps in. your children grow. Exactly. It helps your children grow and like it's a win-win and feel good about themselves. Even if they fight it, I don't want to do it. I don't. Well, guess what? When they come to the other side, they feel good. Well, I helped that fold that shirt, or I cleaned this yeah, piece absolutely. of stuff. It builds confidence too, so it's a win-win, as Whitney. Absolutely, said. it's a an absolute win-win because you are are able to shed some of all this stuff on your list, right? So delegate. One of the things you can do to get to a place where you can have two minutes in a day is to delegate, whether it's to family members or hiring someone else. It will make a huge difference in your life in terms of self-care overall, but mostly to getting to a place where you can actually have a couple of minutes where you can breathe and just be. And that's the other thing that this is about you just being for just a little while, right? And I, again, love the two minutes. Start there, right? Start where you are. And if two minutes is too much, start with one minute or 30 seconds. Just start with some time and then add to it over time. So I wanted to let you go away with something practical, that you can do to move you in this direction. So start where you are. Start with the amount of time that you can carve out and start to pay attention to how it helps you to be more creative, to be more productive, right? And see that just running, running, running will not make you more productive. Again, think back to the car, the analogy of the car. You cannot drive your car forever without stopping to refuel it, to have oil changes for tune-ups, right? And each one of those is an increasing amount of care that you need to, right? The minimal thing you need to do is put gas in it. To go. And every couple of months, you need to change the oil. And then every six months or a year, or whatever the time, you need a tune up, right? So that's like the two minute is gas in the car. And maybe the um, oil change equates to taking an hour, 
where maybe you just sit in silence and, and for an hour. And then the tune-up is maybe taking a day or so. Separating yourself from people and things, devices, in order to give yourself that gift. I want to share this final this example from my life recently. This was not intentional, but it reminded me of the importance of taking this time. I don't know what today is. I didn't do the math, but like day 230, 40 or something like that of every day moving this year. I have moved Woo-hoo! every single day this year. Um, should have done the math. I would have done the math, but I didn't move today and I didn't pay attention over the weekend. That's incredible, um, Whitney. I want to honor you you. for that. That is incredible, Whitney. Thank you. 230 days? Something, somewhere around that, 230, 240, somewhere in that range. Must be near 240 because we're almost at only four months left in the year and that's 122 days. Right. So, so somewhere in that range. So a particular day, my movement was in the pool. I was swimming and did some water aerobics. And when I got out of the pool, it was, I don't know, a hundred degrees outside at, you know, four or five o'clock in the afternoon. So it was still hot. And when I got out of the pool, when I was done moving, I just rolled on the pool deck and I just laid there. Right. I laid a towel on the ground. I just, and I literally rolled out of the pool onto the deck. And I remember looking up, the sky was like perfectly blue. There was like just this little bit of breeze and just being grateful, right? And in that moment was a perfect moment. And I just laid there doing absolutely nothing there you know, there were plenty of things I could have got out of the pool to go and do. And I just made the decision that I was just going to lay there until I did not want to lay there any longer. And so I want to encourage you, Catherine and I, on behalf of the entire Fab Five crew, want to encourage you to find your moments, right? Find a minute, find two minutes, find five minutes. If you can squeeze out more than that, find the time and give yourself permission to do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. To have a few moments where your only agenda is to have no agenda. And then see what flows out of that. See what comes out of that. See what comes out of that. And then we would love to hear from you. We would love for you to share how that went for you, how you grow. And if you do that day after day or a couple of times a week, let us know how that starts to change you. Changes your perspective, changes your creativity, changes your energy physically, mentally, emotionally, mind, body, spirit. Join us on Facebook or on our Instagram page and just share what doing nothing is doing for you. And so with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. 
And until next time, self-care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.